0: Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A
1: constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo.
0: Featuring Chris Field. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Parker Clare. Yes, there's no two ways above it. He's super white. And Alex Sennard. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. now let's join the boys for their latest episode welcome ladies and gentlemen to another episode of real deal no sex my name is chris with me as always is parker and alex and we watched pet cemetery 2 uh it's about as good as every other stephen king sequel so uh alex what were your thoughts on being forced to watch pet cemetery 2
2: i mean it's got everything i expected you know it's got greasers it's got edward furlong in yet another appearance on this podcast it's got a dude fucking a dog i mean what else can you ask for <laughs> this is right up our alley uh parker you said that you're a big fan of this
0: movie it's your favorite movie of all time and you like to make out with this movie and you like to kiss this movie yeah, keep laughing buddy i've <laughs> got some <laughs> announcements for you Oh no! <laughs> speaking of those announcements parker uh, what's the news Disney
3: Plus will have 10 Marvel series and 10 Star Wars series over the next few years. So Which let's get into our favorite? jerks of the week. My jerk Oh, you, you want a rundown? Cool, let me help you. <laughs> so we got an Obi-Wan Kenobi series. You remember him? He's your favorite. Yeah. Bringing the whole game back been together.
2: 50 years. 10
3: years after the dramatic mints of Revenge of the Sith. And Hayden Christensen returns as Darth Vader. That thing you've been asking for, Chris. <laughs> you always wanted him to get another chance at the role. Were you a big fan of Ahsoka's debut on The on the Mandalorian? Good news, she gets I... her own limited series. Who is that, you ask? You'll find out. Or maybe oh. you can watch The Rangers of the New Republic, which is also set within the timeline of The Mandalorian. He's like Chippendale. Or you can watch Lando. You remember Lando, right? He's fucking robots. What if he also got a series? That's pretty nice. fun. Yeah, that's yeah. How about a spinoff off series from one of the guys from Rogue One? You like all the <laughs> characters in that movie. You can name multiple of them, right? <laughs> hey, you don't like Star Wars? No. Hey Chris, do you like Willow? Wait, what? <laughs> Fuck what
2: is a Willow? That's oh, the George Lucas the movie Howard, with the midget. Yeah, set I mean, decades afterwards, I mean, continuing the
3: spirit of adventure, heroics, and humor of the original film with Warwick Davis returning. Oh my god, dude!
2: Well, that just certainly womped my human spirit.
0: <laughs> Wait, he's not still? Al- Wait, hold up, he's not that bullshit. He's not still alive.
3: Congratulations on Shrek for entering the National Film Registry.
2: Oh, what? It's the only news time.
0: that matters to me.
2: <laughs> it's about goddamn time.
0: This is this is the important thing.
3: I mean what's really important is that Visions is presenting an all new creative take on the galaxy far, far away. It'll be a series of animated short films from the world's best anime creators. Chris, your two favorite things that you will be assigned at some point. <laughs> I promise you. <laughs> What? why i've
0: been so good you know i became lord Carquad. Car
2: i thought i just was in command of a regular size kingdom but <laughs>
1: <laughs> we can't continue. do
2: that again <laughs> <laughs> we, we we won't be able to stop
0: uh, it's absolutely coming back absolutely yeah well Five i guess that's Marvel all the... movies
3: a year till you die star wars is coming back what Can about you? Buzz Lightyear?
0: Buzz Lightyear gets a prequel movie. Buzz, we wanted to buzz. know about Buzz Lightyear. I'm
3: just thinking about Rogue Squadron, a cool movie about space battles. Brought to you by Patty Jenkins, who did all the cool action scenes in- Let me check here. Wonder Woman 84. Well, that didn't age bad.
2: <laughs> Can't Fantastic. believe we're finally going to see a buzz in space. For real this time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know what's interesting is I actually saw one of the movie posters for Wonder Woman 84, and it says only in theaters. Got Ooh. him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, about that. I still have that feeling where like I'm going to be at home, I'm going to open HBO Max and be like, wow, this is supposed to be like one of the big releases of the year, and I can just watch.
2: No. <laughs> <laughs> Back <laughs> to I got people of text
3: from my friend is like, what do you mean the villain is Kristen Wiig? And I just started cackling. <laughs> <laughs> she fought like an ancient god and an interdimensional being, and now she has to face Cheetah? And I'm just like, yeah, man. <laughs> Aren't you excited? And she you want to pay
2: $30? Go Open the theater, uh, Does she know anything about poison? <gasps> <laughs>
0: Well... I think about Dr. Poison more than I care to admit.
3: Yeah,
2: okay, let's
0: get into our Jerks of the Week. My Jerk of the Week is Alex for reminding me about Dr. Poison.
2: Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. (laughs) My Jerk of the Week is Disney. Because Chris thankfully pivoted. I did not have a backup. Uh, my uh, shirt <laughs>
3: the week's Lamar Jackson for just not admitting that he had to take a shit. <laughs> a <laughs> yeah, fucking just coward. Tell the truth. Tell I the truth.
2: laughed really, really hard at that meme of uh, <laughs> Lamar running, ba- running back from the bathroom to chase down the brown season. And then I realized <laughs> that RG3 was the one that tweeted it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the first response is, wow, tweeting from the hospital as usual. And it fucking killed me. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we've all done that uh, that hop and skip, and you're just trying to... Okay, that ain't the cramp. It, he it, fucking it, did a spin move around that other guy. He <laughs> shit his brains out.
0: Oh, man. He he was—he knew that that wasn't like a, oh, keep from getting tackled spin move. He knew he wasn't carrying the ball. That was a get to point B.
3: <laughs> By any means necessary. I could tear my rotator cuff now. I'm not shitting my pants. <laughs>
2: Bam! did you just shake your pants? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then Big Jeffrey died and we never heard from him again.
0: Okay, on that note, let's get to what we watched recently. I only watched one movie from the list. Thank goodness. It was called The Abominable Dr. Fibes. And it's got Joseph Cotton in it. And Vincent Price. It's just in all these movies. Weird one. That is a very strange movie. Now... For, this is for both of you a lot of people have described this movie as campy and I think campy is a lot like the word cheeky in which it's a very British word that I don't really understand uh, does campy just mean kind of gay? is that what they're uh, trying to do with it? I mean, for normies, yeah I guess Well, wow, this I, is old and weird, how
3: campy All right.
0: I, I guess that's what they're trying they called C-3PO, uh, Parker, he's a robot from Star Wars, they called him campy oh, don't
3: worry He also has a series coming your way. No, he doesn't. Do this? this.
0: He's he's lying. (laughs) Anyway, am I? uh, Yeah, he's lying. Anyway, find out. No, but uh, uh, Vincent Price is actually pretty good in this, even though he doesn't really talk. He still delivers his lines though. They're just like kind of coming in from off screen. That's good enough for me because uh, it's still at least sort of interesting. Uh, so if I were to describe the plot of the Abominable Dr. Fives, it's kind of like the movie Seven. Except it's ten. And also he has a cyborg wife. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he talks so through a
3: phonograph and he's yeah. he looks cool and normal like me.
0: Yeah, and he's he's really mad because his wife died or something. I don't know I'm paying attention. So, uh... Some oh, dude, did st- she also die on the set of a Hollywood picture? <laughs> <laughs> get a life of <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to that, we'll get to that. Uh, but some news that Parker, for some reason, didn't get to. Uh, Jean Le Carre died, died, uh, one of the great authors of his time. Him. I'm he, not uh, much of
3: a Star Trek guy, you know that.
0: Yeah. Well, he uh, he wrote a book called Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which was made into a movie starring Gary Oldman and uh, a lot of other actors. <laughs> and
2: uh, <laughs> our boy Mr. Bumper Nuts is in there.
0: Yes, he is. He is in there. So is Tom Hardy. So is Mark Strong. So is John Hurt. So is um, Colin Firth. Weirdly male um,
2: cast who played the women in this? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is not a funny movie. but uh, I, I never actually got the chance to see this. and uh, my lasting memory is that my mom really wanted to see this and never really got a chance. So uh, I decided, you know what, with his death, I, I guess I'll finally sit down and uh, you know force myself to watch it. It's actually pretty good. It's a pretty good spy thriller. Um, you you kind of uh, really have to focus on this one. I'm not saying that this is a super intelligent movie, but there's a lot of twisting narratives and uh, flashbacks without any warning. And you really have to focus on what the characters are saying and doing. Every single shot of this movie has a little bit of a clue that you have to focus on. So uh, personally, while I was watching, I had a raging clue. So okay. I would definitely recommend Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Spy.
2: It's a real shame that movie came out when it did, because if it came out now, it would be an eight-episode miniseries, and it would win literally every award. It's too short. you're definitely right. It's too short. There's so much uncovered ground there, and, like, I love that movie, don't get me wrong, because that is a genre that is extremely my shit, Mm -hmm. but, like, man, give me, like, eight hour-long episodes of that
0: yeah so I think my main takeaway when I was done with the movie is they didn't go anywhere n- into anywhere near enough detail for each character's motivation, and I th- the only thing I thought was, I should probably just read the book, and maybe that is the weakness of a two hour time limit on your movies. And like you said, maybe eight hours would be better, but maybe we can split the difference with a two and a half hour movie. Parker, you were assigned AI, artificial sure intelligence. Was. The next half hour of this podcast is going to be dedicated to this dog shit movie. Parker, your thoughts? Wait, did you watch it? Why why are we pivoting to this? (laughs) Uh, I actually did watch it. I remembered that you were assigned it, and I thought to myself, you know what? That's on 11 different lists. Tell you what, I'll watch it too so I can, you know, solidarity with Parker. I
3: strangely didn't hate it. I thought I would. I assumed he assigned it to me. Also, for like 15 minutes, I kept getting confused with Bicentennial Man.
1: Bad and Robin <laughs> Williams
3: showed up fair. anyways. I was like, well, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching at this point.
0: Shared universe? Star Wars? <gasps> Do you want more Star Wars names? No. Okay, no. Let's talk okay. about AI. So, uh, Parker, your thoughts on Jude Law? Gigolo Joe. I would pay so much money to fuck Jiggle joe <laughs> just to he, start
3: soft shoeing around and telling me I'm a good person
0: right okay so here's the thing at one, at one point in the movie he's like I know everything there is to know about women I'm like well that's not very realistic he says no two women are exactly alike and uh, then he does this little like tap dance in, in the water I'm like oh no 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 all women are alike and that all women love that shit
2: and fucking dogs
0: that, well, we'll get to that. But uh, I, I am a little surprised that you liked AI, Artificial Me Intelligence. Me too. This is... Uh, as I was telling Alex, and I told you earlier off mic, this is a movie where it's basically impossible to describe to someone and make it sound good. Uh, where do we begin? Um, was, was that William Hurt at the beginning of the movie? Uh, Who is using his most boring voice possible to describe inventing a robot cyborg human being that can love. It's like, we'll invent a child. And then, uh... There's Haley Joel Osment, I guess. And, uh, he's a little kid. He gets adopted, right? And his parents, uh, abandon him in the woods.
2: Good call. Better movie. Yeah,
0: this, uh, makes can me feel great. Imagine Squatch this kid. That was fucking hard... <laughs> oh, better movie. But, like... That That's really hard to watch, that fucking abandonment scene that makes me think, wow, that mom really sucks. Although, I was more focusing on the fact that she's driving this futuristic three-wheeled car, right? But she still has a landline phone. All the future tech in this movie. I could shoulder
3: tackle every car in this movie and take it down. <laughs> <laughs> These wobbly ass fucking vehicles.
0: Can we talk about that teddy bear who says when he's eating like uh, spinach, you will break.
1: <clears throat>
3: I love watching that teddy bear. I like it more when he has a Boston accent and he's hanging out with Mark Wahlberg, though. I agree. <laughs>
0: so Chris, I also, do you? Yes. Weird, it says anyway. you
2: haven't watched this one. Uh, that's true.
0: But, uh, Parker, I was thinking that the the bullies in Pet Cemetery 2 are a lot like the bullies in AI, <laughs> artificial intelligence. <laughs> The fact that, like, oh, wow,
3: he's a robot. Hey, do you have a weird robot dick? And just immediately try and look in his pants is relatable. <laughs> that would be the first question I asked. It was really cool
0: understand. how fucking... How Steven Spielberg was, like, in directing them, no, no, now touch his body, now caress his nipples, and say, wow, he feels so real.
3: Because <laughs> you have to question, like, yeah, did someone build a robot? Why would this kid need a dick? Did someone build a dick for this kid? You have to ask because Yeah, because he's is, never gonna grow this older If thing literally just exists to love mom and dad, why would this thing need a dick? It can't sleep. It what
2: doesn't if, need to uh, eat. What if Who John Podesta to do this? It's really flies. nice to know the future's still gonna have libertarians. Absolutely. <laughs> so, God given right.
0: So here's the thing. Somehow the flesh fair is the best part of the movie.
3: I fucking hate that scene.
0: Okay, now I'm gonna say I'm gonna explain why I think that's very easily the best scene in the movie, and why my favorite scene in the movie is where the robot Chris Rock gets shot out of a cannon. <laughs> uh, that's a scene that was written mostly by Steven Spielberg. I guess like the most interesting thing about AI is that it was uh, it was really worked on by both Stanley Kubrick and Steven Spielberg, two of the most uh, critically acclaimed directors of all time. But Kubrick died, and he left his work in the hands of Steven Spielberg, saying, please, finish my work. And he said, okay, I'll do the best I can. And the dark stuff in the middle of the movie, the Flesh Fair, the Gigolo Joe, that's all Steven Spielberg. But the uh, stupid beginning and the horrible ending, that's all Stanley Kubrick. Which is not what, that's uh, what a lot of people sort of didn't expect. They expect the darker stuff from Kubrick, uh, because he directed The Shining, I guess.
2: So, um, uh, one you, horror movie <laughs> you go for the shining there and not eyes wide shut. Okay, <laughs> I don't want to talk my about My favorite
0: Christmas shining. film, right? So, yeah, I, sh- I should start sa-
2: telling normies that's my favorite Christmas movie, huh? There you go. Yes. Um, so the,
0: the reason I like the flesh fair is that's about something that illustrates a point that says something about humans. Now, I guess the real problem with AI, besides the fact that it's called AI, artificial intelligence, they couldn't just call it AI because everyone in America thought they were talking about A1,
2: the steak sauce. God, I love Truly a bottom-tier movie name. I love this country. It's horrendous. So, you sure they didn't think this was going to be like an Allen Iverson movie?
0: (laughs) So, the problem here is that uh, this movie is a lot like Chappie. Uh, the movie, if it has a central thesis, and I do not believe that it does, but if it does, it's that human beings are, are just like robots, and robots are just like human beings. This is chappy. This is just chappy all over again. Except it looks slightly better than a movie that came out like 20 years afterwards. But still, uh, it's, it doesn't really it raises a lot of interesting questions, and it has no interest in exploring any of them. In fact, it's actually kind of insultingly lazy on a lot of these very serious questions. There's a lot of time wasted on, I need to find a blue fairy. Uh, and, and like, again, describing this to someone who hasn't seen it, imagine they go to the city, and they find the robot hologram uh, robot who looks like uh, Dr. Wily, and he's voiced by Robin Williams, and he talks really fast, and he's
2: what? Robert Williams talking fast? No way.
0: Yeah, he's in this movie. And uh, then the movie ends with him getting fucking submerged underwater and frozen for all time, talking to the Blue Fairy, wishing over and over again, please make me a real mo- a real boy. Then the movie ends, the credits roll, and I'm like, well, that wasn't so bad. Be- oh, wait, stop, the credits stop, reverse themselves. Chris, you're caught in the Matrix. Aliens visit! And then they recreate his mom for one day only. Parker, you kind of liked this movie. The ending's fucking terrifying. They tell him, like,
3: <laughs> hey, man, uh, you can have her for one day, and then she just doesn't exist. It's like, there's nothing you can do. She's gone forever. And then they both fucking die. It's fucking dread-inducing, the thought of it. Just like, oh, yeah, just wipe her completely out of existence so I can have one day and make her cookies and cake, and she has no memory of, like, her family and children and the life she lived. This also, is... apparently they're not aliens, they're just robots? I've
0: no, oh, my whole life, life not aliens. realizing that. Thank Those you, Wikipedia. Aliens. Wikipedia's wrong, they're aliens. Uh, that was the most insulting ending I think I've ever seen in my life. I got actually mad. Uh, so, yeah, AI. Why? Really, really awful movie. Uh, Why did that insult you? Oh, uh... uh I'll probably cut this. Personal reasons. uh, After losing my mom, uh, the idea that, like, oh, no, don't just get over her death. You should have one more shot to ruin your own psyche. And have her come back and live on this fucking terrible, you know, dreadful earth with no other human beings alive. What are we going to spend the day doing? Laundry.
3: Yeah, it's not a happy ending. It's very dreadful to think about this robot child who... Literally, his only programming is love your mommy. That's it. Don't be lovable. Don't be like a precocious little kid. Just be this dead-eyed child whose only programming is, is mommy upset? Yes. Panic.
0: Almost kill. (laughs) Charles. I think I think what Kubrick was going for was that this was supposed to be a happy uplifting ending saying that uh the kid finally the robot kid finally got what he was looking for you know all he wanted was to be told that he was loved or or some stupid shit like that and if, if that's what it takes, yeah, Kubrick's then... Kubrick's
3: usually known for his uplifting endings. I gotta agree with you.
0: I think that's you, what he was going for. I think that's you what he was... gonna
3: send the cinema happy. At the
0: very least, if, if I'm gonna blame anyone, the, the music tells that, okay? John Williams was deliberately trying to make me feel that way, and I felt awful when I watched this movie. I felt absolutely terrible. Well, like, so, in
3: his head he's getting what he wants, but what he wants is a
0: fucking nightmare. Yeah, well, no, Teddy's fucking weird. We gotta get into Teddy. That bear's We're just weird. standing on the bed while both of them die. Yeah. <laughs> He just crawls on the bed. He might as well have a knife with him, like Chucky. I learned some fun lore where
3: like this was coming out. Like, oh, dude, it's a new Steven Spielberg movie. It's got like a bear robot. We got to get this in production. And they start. They made a couple of them. The movie came out. They're like, oh fuck,
0: let's <laughs> go ahead and cancel those immediately. Yeah. Uh, also, kind of fucked up that at the end of the movie. Uh, when, they all, when the whole Earth is frozen, you still see the Twin Towers. Hmm? No one does even know.
3: I'm just asking questions, that's all.
2: Alex, your thoughts on AI artificial intelligence? So here's the fundamental problem with making an emotional movie about a robot. It's a fucking robot. I don't care. Yeah, I literally I do not give a shit. <laughs> so like,
0: that's the thing, is I was actually thinking about that for a while, is that both this movie and Chappie more or less try to make the, uh... argument that robots are just like people we need to give them rights and stuff like that and look the only movie that's not even
2: giving people
0: all the rights for people yet (laughs) you want to give rights to robots
2: now fuck off
0: exactly the only movie i've ever seen that actually did a fairly good job of at least raising the argument and at least like having a conversation about that is blade runner
3: well, we'll see how you feel about Robots of Feelings when you catch Droids,
0: the all-new series on Disney+.
3: <laughs> Am I making that up? You be the judge.
0: I hope L337 has her own movie.
3: <sighs> Is she like the Law sex do robot? <laughs> just, just,
2: why, why'd you have to hurt me like that? I'm sorry. Well, guys... Stop uh, shooting
3: and singing in the puddles.
0: I would pay any <laughs> amount of money for Jewelaw <laughs> to sing at me. Uh, only a few more here. Um... You know, Christmas season is all about and I've been dreaming of a pink uh, Christmas. Oh hell and yes. This movie fucking rules. <laughs> it's so <laughs> fucking
2: good.
0: Now you you may have said this but I probably forgot it. I forgot that Arcangelo has his own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is Arcangelo, aka The Blonde Don, aka the one man boy band. <laughs> He goes up to Kaz and is like, Kaz come on. I heard you were a fan of original content. You should check out my podcast. You have a podcast? You
2: don't. <laughs> absolutely- I am a thousand Guys, percent just, doing that. I just want you to know, if Archangelo calls, you are not seeing me again. Well, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I would be so
3: happy for you. That's what you always wanted. <laughs>
0: I was laughing really, really hard. This is so good. I can't believe people don't like this. What are you missing about it? It's so funny. Think about that Toblerone again.
3: <laughs> there's no chocolate in this Toblerone.
0: There, there's so many quotes that you can take out of context that are so funny. Auntie, you're upsetting the
2: Christmas goose. I. <laughs> Everything <laughs> pertaining to Bergdorf Chan absolutely slays me. <laughs>
3: Man, big week for Jude Law on the show.
0: <laughs> yes. yes, well, Jude Law is so fucking funny on this. Also, I like just the names of some of the other members of the Bachelor board: Joseph Silver Greenberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I love Neo Yokio. I'm very happy that I got to this. I'm finally, nice. I'm glad I finally uh, put this on for the holidays, which is weird because like. I wouldn't necessarily say that it has a holiday message, but it's a lot more fun debating whether
2: it's a a true holiday movie versus fucking Die Hard. It fucking owns, so there's like three hours total of Neo-Yokio, and yet six different times while you're watching it all, you're like, oh yeah, I forgot they fight demons.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At one point he fights a giant demonic Christmas tree, it's the least important part of the episode. (laughs) I'm a crazy boy. Anyway, um, <laughs> I rewatched the original Batman, 1989. Uh, it's got Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson. And uh, what a surprise, it's still good. I don't know what else there is to say about the movie besides the fact that it's still good. Um, I guess one thing that I would say about it is that we have to talk about tonal consistency. And the movie itself is tonally consistent. But the actors, some of them don't really seem to know what movie they're in. Uh, The guy who plays Eddie Knox, the newspaper reporter, he, he heard, oh, Batman, that's a comic book movie, and is just doing the goofiest fucking performance you've ever seen in your life. He belongs in a 1960s Batman movie. Whereas you have Michael Keaton, who's taking it deadly serious. And as funny as he is, and he is a very, very funny actor in this movie, he's really, really serious, and it doesn't mesh with eddie knox uh i guess the best portrayal of it would actually be uh jack nicholson who does an exemplary job i uh love watching him work and apparently the only reason he took this job was for the money he got paid like i don't know like 10 million dollars or some like really really high amount for this movie and turns in a superstar performance and he's really fucked
2: up how he sent all those used condoms to uh michael keaton though (laughs)
0: i'm just happy that we got another movie with the joker that had no politics in it so uh the next one that i watched was uh the actual reason that i watched this one was because uh the alamo was doing a drive-in for batman returns which takes place at christmas so the next time people ask you is like is Die Hard a christmas movie you can ask them well is batman returns a christmas movie I I will admit, Jack Nicholson is funny as shit in uh, the original movie. It's like an actual funny person. He's the crown
2: prince of crime. Of course he's funny. He's the
0: damn bastard of crime. Okay. So, Batman Returns. Uh, (laughs) Is the Joker in this one? No, he's not. Alright, see you in a couple minutes. Yeah. (laughs) So, I talk about tonal consistency in the first movie and really it came down to actors. Some actors don't quite think they're in the same movie that other actors are in and that... You know, that could be a bit of a problem. Now, in this movie, the actors are... They're just doing what they do, and they're following the tone of the movie, which is really inconsistent. Um, I, I think that... I, now, I still like it. I, I actually do like uh, Batman Returns a lot more than the first time that I watched it, but I think it's a combination of the music with the extremely dark tone and the very dark jokes. Uh, it's it's both trying to be, like, a comic book movie for kids that's gonna sell toys, and something that will give their parents nightmares. Uh, there's a... It's not even just, like, the fact that they use harsh language every once in a while. Yeah, sure, fine, whatever. But let's talk about Catwoman's, uh, I guess, first death, where, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer gets thrown off that building. Like, she goes through, like, multiple awnings and cracks on the floor, and then cats crawl on her dead body, and she's just awoken. It's... It actually looks, like, kind of fucked up.
3: We also watched it last night and to this day my girlfriend is still upset by the scene where he bites that dude's nose off. (laughs) Oh, I bet. And you see it coming.
0: You see it coming too. Even before he says, Well it could be worse. My nose could be gushing blood. Uh what? Gushing blood. And then he bites his nose off. Oh my my glasses. Uh you can smell Danny DeVito through the screen.
3: It's wretched. My God.
0: (laughs) But we have to get to the most important part of this movie, which is Christopher Walken and his hair, Parker. I have never seen looks, a better wig in a movie. He looks so powerful. <laughs> which also, is shout out to his fail son who just wants to do
3: anything for daddy's love.
0: My favorite thing in the world is his fail son's doing an Eric Trump impression, and it's real good. Uh, okay, that's not true. He's doing a Christopher Walken impression. That why is this the only movie that exists? With Christopher Walken and someone doing a Christopher Walken impression is one of the funniest things I've ever heard.
3: Where someone on screen has to acknowledge, like, this dude fucking talks weird. Let me try and... No, I don't think I got it. This is my secretary,
0: Michelle Pfeiffer. And then his son comes in, Dad, we have to go to the Christmas tree lighting. Like, that's fucking hilarious. That's great. And again, his hair.
3: Two takes out of me and, and then... It goes straight into parody, and you can never film that scene.
0: Exactly. You're just walking like him. You're eating like him, and you, you get got the same hairdo and everything. Oh, I fucking loved it so much. He's so funny in this. He's, like, he's actually delivering, like, really funny lines throughout the movie, too. He's, like, I don't know. I'm glad that he's in this movie. I, I don't know that he's, like, a real character from the Batman comics, which I've never read, but... Uh, no. You know who's you know who else is really good in this? Michelle Pfeiffer. She's actually really good. She's actually a really good actress, and she's not just funny, but she's badass. She's sexy, she's uh, empowering, or something from women, bras and stuff.
3: I wouldn't know anything about that. Yeah, I
0: mean either, but uh, she she's got the second most, third most iconic room destroying scene in movie history after Citizen Kane and the room. Uh... Would've been fourth place if Evan had ever uh, filmed himself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I actually really like this movie. I think this one's really good. But again, totally inconsistent because Park. We gotta talk about the song, the soundtrack going boom, doom, boom, doom, boom, doom, boom, boom. <laughs> While characters are I getting mean, fucking it's shot so with So many guns. tubas. <laughs> as absolute nightmares are
3: happening on screen.
0: Some guy pulls out a fucking gatling gun on a crowd in the city and you hear a xylophone remember when his movies used to be fun oh Oh, man what a time that's you know that's the best word to describe this because this is a really fun movie you always have a good time when you when you put it on and uh i mean compare this to fucking mars attacks
3: like i had the sobering thought of like man if he ever assigns me alice in wonderland i'm gonna be real fucking mad oh you
0: haven't seen it oh that's uh fine Have
3: have you seen the sequel we so can, Alex, we can both die on this hill if you... Alex,
2: what did you watch? <laughs> Alright, so... Hey Alex, how's <laughs>
3: cyberpunk treat you? <me?
2: laughs> dude, I have been playing so much cyberpunk. Now, you've probably heard a lot of good things, you've probably heard a lot of bad things. I am going to leave you with this one and only factoid about cyberpunk. And that is that I definitely ran into some random dude who was just screaming his head off, who asked me to take him to the doctor... Found out that he got a counterfeit dong implant installed. Drove to the doctor. Left him. He called me like five minutes later. He's like, hey, thanks for taking me to the doctor. And that was the end of the quest.
3: (laughs) This game sounds pretty good.
2: (laughs) It fucking owns, dude. Thanks for not using my name. (laughs) (laughs) Is the idea that we live in this future where this guy's buying a black market cyber dong. (laughs) You wait, that
0: actually kind of brings me back to AI. Everyone's talking about like the middle of that movie is like really dark. They got male robot prostitutes. Look, if humanity ever actually invents a working cyborg, the first thing they're doing is inventing fuckbots. I mean,
3: I always thought I had a regular-sized prosthetic robot penis. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, there there is one movie that I really want to talk to you guys about. You know sometimes it's just five in the morning and you're just like, I gotta I gotta throw something on. Let's see what we got on the uh, the old streaming services. When I came across a movie that I somehow did not know existed <laughs> called the Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Oh buddy. Which... Oh, I know Parker is seeing this. Ah <sighs> buddy. So I did not realize there was a third Brendan Fraser Mummy movie. Let me take you on a journey here. So this is one of those movies that starts with, like, a five-minute quote-unquote history lesson that brings us up to speed on the movie. Here's what we learn in the first five minutes of this movie. Once upon a time in ancient China, all the Chinese warlords were conquered by an evil emperor named Jet Li. Once he finished his conquest, he built the Great Wall, and then he learned magic. And then, he wanted to become immortal. So he had to go find a witch to teach him immortality, but then he got really horny for the witch, so she put a curse on him, which is how the Terracotta Army came to exist.
0: Let's you guys know what those Tomb things Raider. are, right? Yes.
2: Yeah, did I love P.F.
3: Chang's. I'm just don't worry. About
2: I'm that. watching the first five minutes of this, like clearly, like trying to take a Western movie and market it to China in its infancy, and just imagining like the inverse of this, where like fucking George Washington and Uncle Sam and like. I don't know, Bigfoot, are just, like, running around doing Mission Impossible missions during the Revolutionary War. Like, it's just so patently absurd that someone's like, ah, yes, you know what these things are. They exist in your country. And expecting people to just point at the screen and go, I know what that is! I know what that is! But then again, I look at us, and I guess we do do that. So anyway, um, (laughs) we get into the, the plot of this movie, which is, uh, so Brendan Fraser's got a son who is some Charisma Void whose name I've already forgotten. And he's doing some excavating. He finds the tomb of this old emperor with, you know, all the terracotta army and shit. Coincidentally, Brendan Fraser and his not-not-Rachel Weiss wife, who has just been recast without a mention... Oh, fuck that! ...are uh, are tasked by the British government to return artifacts to China. Okay, movie.
1: Okay.
2: And then a ninja shows up. Yes! I... The British,
3: well-known for returning stolen artifacts it's... to other countries. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> on that note, you know, I gotta say, I think everybody on this podcast enjoyed Black Panther. Yeah. But, you know, if that movie just didn't exist, then white people never would have found out the colonizers were a word they could use. Because I went through the letterbox reviews of this movie, and man... <laughs> What did they say? "Uh, uh, The British and their colonization and stuff. Oddly, zero mention of the phrase mentioned in this movie, and I quote, the ancient Chinese province of Tibet. (laughs) Weird omission from every single review. really makes you think. So anyway, back to the movie. So apparently there's some general who's basically China Hitler, and he wants to revive this old dragon emperor so he can overthrow the Chinese government for reasons. Um, Brendan Fraser and company have to stop him. Uh, there's some shit where we find out about a well that makes you immortal. They go up to the mountains and then a tribe of yetis arrives (laughs) and the following, the following exchange of dialogue happens. Oh my God. Yetis in Tibet. They, or no. Oh my God. The abominable snowman in Tibet. They call them yetis. And then the ninja girl just starts speaking to the yetis to explain that they are the good guys and China Hitler is the bad guy. (laughs) Does she convince them to lie down on the bridge? (laughs) So anyway, there's a fight scene where, you know, in this fucking PG-13 action movie with all these old-timey guns, there's a shootout with, you know, no blood and no smoke and also CGI yetis periodically swinging into scenes to beat people up. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Fast forward a bit. Jet Li finally makes it to the uh, the throne. By the way, it's worth mentioning at this point that uh, Jet Li is in the first scene of the movie and is a CGI monstrosity for the rest of it.
3: Hey, get that paycheck, buddy. Yeah, so come
2: on. he gets to the, the well of immortality where it's like, oh my god, we can't let him reach it. We can't let him reach it. He'll become immortal. Drinks from it and turns into a three-headed dragon. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so anyway we get some more exposition, where the lady that's the Keeper of the Fountain's like, no, 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 he's not immortal yet. Him and his army have to cross over the Great Wall in order to become immortal. Which is weird, because I thought he built the Great Wall. But, again, don't worry about it. So anyway, there's a huge epic battle scene where the the witch lady from the beginning of the movie who is immortal revives all the people that died building the Great Wall and they come out and they have a big fucking shitty CGI fight while Brendan Fraser runs around yelling, Oh my God! And then the movie ends. So five so stars. Good. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Real good. <laughs> this might be in my future. I have no idea what the plot of this movie is actually supposed to be. It is incomprehensible. It looks like shit. But there's multiple scenes with fucking yetis. They just casually drop like, yeah, after the emperor left me for dead 2,000 years ago, the yetis found me and took me to the immortality cave, and then I drank the water. And also, I had a daughter after this, and the daughter is like, you know, in her 20s, but also now immortal. Like, don't worry about it. it's Dude, <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> but it was dope. It sounds good. <laughs> like, it sucked ass, but it sucked ass in all the right ways. <laughs> There's nothing That's else really... that I want to talk about after that. I think <laughs> else... All we
3: ask for on this show is like, yeah, you can suck, but like, in a very, very specific way. Whether Yeti kicks someone and then signals a field goal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like, there's just so much going on in every scene that we just get a lot of yelly Brendan Fraser, which I'm always here for. Yeah. I want to say this movie has good aspects, but... It has good aspects. <laughs> good. It has aspects. <laughs> Many things are happening. <laughs> anyway, Parker, what did you watch?
3: So I'm looking at my list here, and literally everything I watched, I'm talking about starts with the letter A, and I'm not sure how this happened.
2: But okay, uh, uh, life,
3: life <laughs> is full of miracles. So we'll see. We'll start here. I've never seen Alien Three, so I put that on. I kind of liked it. I know a lot of people hate it. I think mostly because of the intro, because it's just such an absolute fucking bummer. Uh, to be like, I can't remember hey which guys, one Alien Cubed is. Oh, that that would be David Fincher's first movie is, that he fucking hates and will not talk about. Is
0: wait, is that the one with Winona Ryder as a robot?
3: Oh, no. I'll be getting there next week, hopefully. (laughs) Alien 3 is uh, where the movie opens like, hey, remember that cute little girl you saved and that dude and all this? Yeah, they all just died in their sleep. That's fucked up, right? Yeah, that child just got murdered. Welcome to the prison planet, bitch. (laughs) And the whole movie is just so grimy and dark and it looks like a Nine Inch Nails video for like two and a half hours.
0: So a David Fincher movie. Yes,
3: which is... Sometimes you're just vibing for that. Yeah. a lot of chains rattling in dark corridors, and sometimes that's really all you need. I ended up really enjoying it. I mean, not as good as Alien or Aliens, obviously. Right. But look at the rest of the franchise. <laughs> it's probably easily my third favorite. I've seen all of them except Resurrection at this point.
0: I mean, your third favorite Alien movie is kind of like your third favorite Terminator movie. <laughs> Correct.
3: <laughs> i plan on giving Prometheus and Covenant another shot in the future, but... Not have great first impressions of either.
0: Well, there's Even no pyramid at the end of this movie, so I don't know. It's really disappointing. Be one yeah.
2: at the end of this podcast. Oh um, no.
3: man, I hope someone doesn't regret using up their Millennium Puzzle last week to get a dead
2: rat. <laughs> we'll get to that. It's okay. You can bury that dead rat in the pet cemetery, and we'll come back and fuck you. <laughs> oh my David. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do that. <laughs> Let's
3: see. So, movie came out this year called Antebellum. Do either of you remember this movie?
0: No, I don't remember the movie. Oh, but, I'm uh,
3: so excited, you guys!
0: Yeah, what's uh? Was there a trailer so, uh, for this? I don't even remember the trailer.
3: It came out. The trailer came out a while ago. I saw it in front of something, and I've seen like four movies in the last twelve months. So, it was probably some horror related we watched last year. But it was supposed to get a theatrical release, and then theater stopped existing. So, this is gonna be full of spoilers. Go for it. But uh, don't watch it, so it's fine. So a lot of it takes place in the antebellum South. We call it slavery south now. (laughs) Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. So it takes place in the dirty South. (laughs) (laughs) This woman wakes up, and she's on a plantation. And there's a whole lot of slavery stuff going on. And then like 30 minutes in, she goes to sleep. And then she wakes up in modern day. And you're supposed to think like, Oh, is this like a dream or something? Sidebar. Hey, you guys have seen The Village, right? (laughs) The whole conceit of this fucking movie is that there's just a small land conservation where a bunch of southern racists just dress like confederates and have slaves. It is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen in my life someone had an idea that they saw it on paper like well wow, we can really say a lot about like modern day race stuff and then they made it and someone thought you know what you, you're right you had an idea about saying things about race and then you filmed it and uh some some things work better it's like a 30 minute twilight zone episode and an hour and a half long movie where it's like the whole second act is everything leading up to her getting kidnapped it's the second act of the fucking movie is just, oh no, oh, she's out with her friends. Oh, I recognize that character from the first act as a slave. It Like, they try and play, like, what's going on? Like, if you've seen a movie, you know within ten seconds, like, okay, well, clearly they were kidnapped and taken somewhere. I don't think there's a fucking time paradox in this stupid-ass wannabe Jordan Peele movie.
0: I was about to say, this sounds like, uh, oh man, we could almost put Jordan Peele's name on it.
3: What if we made a Jordan Peele movie without anything to say, (laughs) all of this just to get to, hey guys, these racists are pretty bad. Because the movie doesn't work because none of them acknowledge at all whatsoever that it's modern day until the audience knows. And then these random dudes dressed like Confederate soldiers are calling each other cucks and snowflakes. I was like, oh, so you were just pretending until the audience caught up. And now we all... there's just cell phones lying around. People are just talking like they are today. But you see, in the whole first act... They're all just talking like the old-timey South. Because you don't know yet. You haven't figured out the twist of this movie. Don't think about the fact that you saw a trailer... And there were clearly shots of like, it being in present day. It's fine. It's... When it came out... When the trailer came out... I remember thinking, like... There's going to be something real dumb involved. And I saw, like, four of these that all mentioned the village. And I thought, well, surely... That can't be the entire movie. Turns out! That's it! It's the village, but it tells you it's the village 30 minutes in, and then you just watch it play out. So, did you like it? Yeah! I'm gonna stop <laughs> being racist online now. Oh, that's good. I'm gonna
2: turn my life around. Well, I guess I learned my lesson.
3: <laughs> See, well, we already talked about AI colon artificial intelligence let me tell you about a movie that really did a lot for me the new shutter original entitled anything for jackson let me just throw this premise at you because i will not spoiler this one because i enjoy this one you have these sweet old grandparents just this old married couple just they have such a sweet old couple dynamic but uh they lost their grandson recently you know things happen tragedy strikes us all so they just get deep into black magic, kidnap a girl, and try and use Satanism to put his soul inside her baby. Which just opens up the portal for more demons to come in. It's truly an A-plus premise if I've ever heard one. It's just 90 minutes of these old-ass doddering couple. Like the poster child for like just sweet old mammon pep-pep who accidentally bring a lot of demons into their life. It was quite good. No Jude Law is a sex robot, but...
2: Oh, well, why not? Eh, well, this? you know. Win some, lose some.
3: Yeah, you take what you can get. Hey, Chris, here's the thing about After Earth. <laughs> 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 oh, no. The aliens can smell your fear.
2: <laughs> what if they Chris, could she's... smell fear before it happened? <laughs>
3: Full penetration, fear, full penetration, fear. And then it just ends. <laughs> so, Chris, have you have you seen this, or are you just aware of its I'm, terrible I'm vi- reputation? I've
0: seen most of it. I wouldn't count myself as having seen all of it, so I guess you could assign it to me, conceivably. Um, it's There's nothing there to assign, buddy. I know, that's the thing, is that, like I said, you, you take the most charismatic actor alive and you force him to speak in a monotone for most of the movie why? What, to, to what end? and I can't even blame uh, fucking M. Night Shyamalan for this because he didn't direct it he only wrote it, he wasn't in charge of casting so someone in charge yep. of casting is just like, okay, we'll take uh, this really charismatic uh, actor, uh, Will Smith and then we'll have him talk like, like this is a Kevin Costner role just have Kevin Costner to it, he already speaks in a monotone, have William Spurt do it <laughs>
1: Yeah,
3: well, from what it. I've come to understand this is all Will Smith's baby of pushing this through casting him and his son making this story from what it's described as a lot of Shyamalan stuff is like you set up all the technical shots and I'll coach my son how to play this scene which is running <laughs> and then talking in a monotone voice and then looking scared and then running again it is just such a nothing of a movie yeah, it's, and the, it's really the, lame. The biggest problem is there's like two ideas that are rubbing against each other. So one hand you got the idea of the father-son dynamic, they're estranged kind of, and they get into this terrible fucking accident and the dad's hurt and he has to like coach his son through. And then on the other side, you have a movie about returning to Earth a thousand years later and it being an uninhabitable nightmare. Those are both tool, two very cool separate movie ideas that just clash every single time they go against each other like both aspects of this movie are like I'd watch that movie but you cram them together and it's just Will Smith sitting on a fucking spaceship on an empty planet. it's like oh there's a monster here son you have to quit breathing so hard administer the shot okay now lay there for a second okay now start running that's like 70 minutes of this fucking movie and they all talk... I know I have a monotone voice, but Jesus Christ. Their weird accent they talk in with their dead. Always keeping it at this level. Son, you cannot... The Ursa can smell your fear. Sidebar. Why are they called the Ursa? That is the worst name in history.
0: Because it's close to Earth. It's kind of like Aerith from uh, Final Fantasy Seven. Damn, I never thought of it that way.
3: This movie's sort of interesting in the aspect of like... This is very clearly, like, it's not hidden. That's supposed to be a Passing the Torch movie. And Jaden Smith seems to just hate every aspect of it. Like, hey, 13-year-old child. Uh, so we're putting this movie on your shoulders. Oh, yeah, no, you're in every scene. You are you carry 95% of the movie by yourself. Uh, you should be on this green screen just talking to your little communicator. Yeah, no one's on screen with you. You just got to carry it all. And uh, after this, you'll be the biggest movie star for 12 straight years, just like your dad. All right, get out there.
0: Yeah, that's kind and of the weird And then this movie thing. comes
3: out, and he's like, yeah, I'll just do Neo Yokio.
0: Thanks, guys. That's kind of one of the weird things about this movie, and I guess by extension about Jaden Smith, is this is far more of a Jaden Smith movie than it is a Will Smith movie, uh, to this movie's detriment, because Jaden Smith can't act. And... It, it, it occurs to me that I don't think I've seen Jaden Smith ever actually enjoy acting in anything that he's been, including and especially Neo-Yokyo, in which he sounds kind of depressed and dour for the entire series. To the series' credit. But it doesn't work in this movie and it doesn't work in uh, the remake of The Karate Kid. Maybe, maybe Jaden Smith was not cut out for acting. Maybe he was meant to be like a Paris Hilton socialite.
3: I mean, go back to the fucking Star Wars prequels because that's what everything goes back to. Which Alright, you're just in this green room. Now start walking and say this dialogue that no human being can say. <laughs> but also put all of the Star Wars prequels on the shoulders of a 13-year-old who made the fucking Karate Kid remake. All right, get in there. Start talking about the Ursa. Like, I don't know if he's a good actor. I really don't. Because Will Smith's the most charismatic man in the world. You give, this, you give him this as his second movie, it's also a fucking disaster.
0: No one can carry this. I, I, that's true. It's it, he seems to have a tremendous amount of difficulty uh, relaying this dialogue. But like he said, who can deliver this dialogue?
3: Yeah, like it's just it's sunk from the beginning. They were they were gonna make this a whole goddamn franchise. It's yeah, you know, what? and so then all this happens, that. and he realizes like, hey, Dad, I don't think I like acting. Which actually kind of makes it funny because the movie ends with, like. Obviously they get away and all that. And like the big laugh on the is, hey Dad, I wanna go work with mom instead. And you look at real life like, Yeah, he's fucking over this enjoy suicide squad, dick. Yeah, I'm see, just that's dress that's like Batman the and is, hang is, out. I'm, like, I'm so sick there.
0: of people saying, Oh, they expected this to be a franchise. Dude, you're not building a franchise, okay? You can build a franchise off the smurfs. Alright? If you can sell right. toys, you can build a franchise off. Let me
3: just link you to the several young adult novels in development to expand the universe, Christopher.
0: Yeah, okay, in development. Yeah, I'm sure this will totally work out. I'm going to sign him some. No, you're not. So, what else did you watch? Uh, I
1: think that.
3: Oh, we already talked about Batman Returns. Yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Um, Do you know how bad a fucking Will Smith movie has to be to only make $60 million domestically? (laughs)
1: That's
3: (laughs) insane.
0: I think After Earth is one of the ones where people forget that Will Smith was in it. They're just like, who was in that? Jaden Smith and some other guy. Black guy. tall. Yeah. Spoilers. He hates this movie. Oh, no kidding. Because <laughs> he said, you're
3: like, yeah, like I did Wild Wild West, but like, I drug my son into this. Like, from everything I've heard, this was very much a Will Smith movie by Will Smith with M. Night Shyamalan like setting up the camera. It's like he went through all this to try and make this huge thing for his kid and is like, oh, this is a fucking disaster. Now he just tweets weird. Yeah. Dresses up like Batman. Voices anime.
0: It's a real like James Smith's cool actually. It's it's real like Bob Greasy to Brian Greasy. So uh let's talk about Pet Cemetery Two. <laughs> now Alex, uh you didn't watch Pet Cemetery
2: One, did you? No, I don't have brainworms like you two. Must out. be nice. Wait, you watched The Mummy 3. Hang <laughs> <on>. <laughs>
3: yeah, but I
2: didn't watch 1 and 2 first.
1: Well.
3: Oh, you've seen
0: them. Okay, I've actually so never seen
2: the second one. Yeah.
3: You're fine. I yeah, know. Honestly, I think it was. Really but also. Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but that stop. Scorpion King in there, though. Oh,
0: no, that's Okay, yeah, so Pet Cemetery 2. Uh. So we get this, uh, they're they're clearly filming a movie from The List called Castle of Terror. Uh, and this one was going down the stairs, and I think the prop guy, the one who's supposed to grab her with a hand, that little fake hand thing, I'm pretty sure that's the nerdy guy from, you know, the the guy with the cats from Terminal Velocity.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It owns that all nerds in movies look the same, so we can just say that.
0: Exactly, he's balding, he's got a he Put him in like blue overalls and a red shirt, and he's Mario. So, uh. Gets his finger bitten off. Yeah. <laughs> he gets his finger electrocuted off. Speaking of, let's talk about the electrocution scene. So, this is maybe the least <laughs> convincing electrocution scene I've ever witnessed. This movie opens with
3: Eddie for like, oh boy, you get to watch my mom film a movie! And then she gets electrocuted like Marvin in a Home Alone. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: it is,
2: you oh, can man. See, you can the see slow mo like... really sells it.
0: Oh yeah, with well, the cutting frames and everything, like it's a Zack Snyder movie. You can see the lightning shoot through her body and spell eat at Joe's. <laughs> First of all, why is he on set when his mom's wearing a thin enough negligee that I can see both her nipples?
2: It's a different time. Uh, Chris. A
3: lot of psych, a lot of psychology, yeah. going on here. All he wants is his mother's love. Now and speaking he will of, sit on that set for two thousand years to get it.
0: Now speaking of Eddie Furlong, you know what I liked the most about Terminator Two Judgment Day? Was hearing Eddie Furlong's voice crack while screaming. I'm so glad we got more of that. <laughs> this kid's hotter than hot. Get him in there. You know, I have to tell you, like, before we get into it, like this movie maybe have so much more respect for James Cameron. Like Harry Every he's a good director. Like what are we gonna do? Pretend he's not a good director, he's a good director. But for him to have got a a halfway decent performance out of Eddie Furlong, like that takes some skill as a director. Because uh, director of this movie,
2: not quite so lucky.
3: Look, it's insane that it's the same director as last time.
2: Right. Yeah. You're you're not wrong, but also I'll take this performance over fucking brain scan a hundred times out of a hundred.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's that's not. Well, what even about close. Assault on Wall Street? Get to that. What about that performance? <laughs> so. Uh, Anyway, the mom dies via... They claim it's electrocution. I, you know, I, I don't believe that. So uh, they move to Maine because, you know, why not? And uh, apparently his her ex-husband, who's still his father, takes him in and they're in the house. And they're moving all their stuff in, including his dead mom's clothes. And Eddie Furlong is very insistent that they keep his dead mom's clothes. Because he wants to grow up to be Norman Bates. Look, we are not Look, uh, glossing
2: over the funeral scene this quickly. Because oh, absolutely No, not. no, absolutely
0: like, not. Like, movies are all about, you
3: know, editing is very important yes. on how a film comes together. So to open this with her getting electrocuted like one of the wet bandits, and the immediate jump cut to his dad putting a dog down. is <laughs> a real, <laughs> real tone setter for this say, yeah, you're making the right decision. It's just change. a close-up a of a life. dog getting injected. Like, Alright guys! Thanks for renting me. I mean, you don't uh, want him peeing on the down. carpet
0: anymore. Let's just do it. And then the funeral, which, um... You know who I like to invite to funerals? For my dead mom. I like to invite greasers, you know? They're like the Patriot <laughs> Patrol.
2: They, they keep the the Westboro Baptist Church at bay. <laughs> well, they do the fucking wide shot of the funeral with the bagpipe it was playing, and there's just three greasers standing up on the hill. I'm like, alright. Alright, you have my attention, movie. I now understand why this is a Stephen King sequel. I have no idea if he had anything to do with this. I have no idea if he wrote a pet cemetery to, nor do I care. You have the small town and you have the greasers. You have everything I need from a Stephen King movie. When, when I saw the three greasers, greasers at a main funeral,
0: when I saw the three greasers on the hill at a funeral, I kept thinking about those three uh, those gangsters from uh, Dead Alive. <laughs> Can you imagine any furlong's voice cracking as he says he kicks ass for the Lord and then getting dumpstered because he deserves it?
3: And then they bury that monkey in the cemetery. Yes.
0: So uh <sighs> bury the baby. We there. go to better movie. Yes. So they go to the new veterinary office, which they have to clean out, right? And uh Oh, hey, our first customer. It's the fattest kid I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and Clancy kid. Brown. <laughs>
3: This poor kid is really going through it. This whole movie. Well, that's. I <laughs> think. I think he was time.
0: the one who. This is a kid who had never done any acting before, besides like elementary school plays, and they just made him like, "Yeah, you're going to be in a Hollywood movie. Have fun." Um, <laughs> oh, cool! that's my first scene. Well, <laughs> <laughs> with Clancy Brown telling him to put a bra on, and uh, it's like, <laughs> "Oh, this stupid fucking dog." Keeps getting into a rabbit cage. <laughs> no, no, Hell, you can't can tell, tell him. Me he's not
3: just the same character from Highlander. He's basically doing the he's same thing.
0: He's a monster. And, and then he gets like nose to nose with Eddie Furlong and says, Yeah, you know. I used to fuck your dead mom. <laughs>
3: hey, man, sorry about your dead mom. Uh, I threw her ankles behind her ears and really went to town on her. Alright, gotta go shoot my dumb kid's dog now. Bye. <laughs> Every scene Clancy Brown is in this movie is more harrowing than the last. (laughs) Including the scene that comes up. Like, it's not an important scene, so I'm just going to throw it in here. That poor fat kid's just sitting there watching TV waiting to eat din as a family. (laughs) And he just barges in and immediately just starts trying to finger bang his mom on the stove.
0: He grabs both her titties. Just starts twisting them over the bra and his son has to like slam the door and be like, I'm here... <laughs> Please don't get us. Are up the pizza rolls ready, on. mom? <laughs>
2: mom, mom, I need the credit card again. They have a new dance out. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh my god, he would have fucking shot this kid between the eyes. He found out all of his rabbit his rabbit stew money was being spent on Fortnite dances.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do you think, like, their third friend who only appears at school is the kid from The Predator?
3: <laughs> Man, Zombie Clancy Brown versus a predator.
0: A Zombie Clancy Brown one said a million times out of a million. Correct. So uh, they meet their greaser friends in school, and I gotta tell you, it has to be difficult to be a bully when you're wearing a scarf. Like unless you're European, you simply cannot pull off that look.
2: <laughs> look, it helps you when the kid you're bullying brings a fucking kitten into school. Yeah, he's
0: just carrying around in his jacket like he's Lenny from *Of Mice and Men*.
2: <laughs> like, I, I'm just gonna put this out there right now. If me as a 29 year old man encountered a fucking 12 year old carrying a kitten around, I would bully the shit out of him too. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't touch the. Was cat that normally. your emotional support dog? Come <laughs> here, idiot. What's the name of your cat, Rover? <laughs> Like he's got the same earrings that fucking Jack Bauer wears in The Lost Boys, and he's got the same hair that Jack Bauer has in The Lost Boys. So we know the look he's going for. But you're wearing a fucking scarf, dude. Just when they're like, oh, "What's your cat's name?" That's
2: a pretty gay name.
0: No, that's the no. That's the thing is, I think they were doing a double entendre. It's like, "What's your cat's name?" Tiger. Isn't that kind of a pussy name?
2: I knew he said said, something else, but in my head I just replaced it with gay, because those bullies would 100% call that kid's cat gay. Yeah, they would. I went to middle school once. I know how this goes. Yeah, of course, yes. Uh, Yeah, also
3: in my 20s, though. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So
0: they take the cat, and I guess in the middle of school, they just pedal away with it, and they go to the pet cemetery, the titular pet cemetery, and they must be really fucking fast on that bike and they go deep into the pet cemetery and lock it inside a bird cage as a so, funny prank
2: i got to say this is the part where the movie really lost me on the realism angle because that fat kid managed to keep up with all of the bullies on his bike and there's no fucking way
0: maybe it was like the bike from hocus pocus or
2: something <laughs> lance armstrong's cheating ass bike <laughs> <laughs> it has a has a ninth
0: gear <laughs> it shifts the overdrive on those mountainous main terrains
2: my pedals uh, are normal sized find a new slant
0: yeah so he gets his cat back and goes back home to watch once upon a time in America uh, a four hour movie with two rape scenes so um, okay thank you <laughs> speak of the devil uh, we'll get, no we'll get to that uh, we, we do actually have to touch on that briefly uh, but Clancy Brown comes home from a long day of sheriffing and I want to talk about this scene because he has a little rabbit cage where he keeps rabbits in so he can, I don't know, do rabbit stuff. And he looks at it. He has a real Gary Busey moment. It reaches out, and electrocutes himself to make sure that that cage is still electrocuted so that damn fucking dog won't get in there. And then he gets the, there's a
3: shot where it's just a close up Of a bunch of rabbits fucking And then a jump cut to his face Just giving them the Kubrick stare <laughs> Bone chilling
0: <laughs> So will think about it the rest of my life So he kicks in his own door And sees his fucking fat ass son Watching hockey Which is why, why is that a problem Like the kid's watching a sport Maybe he'll take up the sport and won't be fat anymore That's exactly. a perfect a, sport like, for somebody me. that fat too
2: <laughs> In a ready made position <laughs> And <play> goalie <laughs> So it's like,
0: you should be happy about it. then he says, come on, boy. Turn off the TV. Uh, Which really makes me glad that he didn't marry into a black family. Because, uh, oh boy. And uh, then his son briefly goes outside to, I don't know, feed the dog or something. And he starts, like, giving his wife a double titty twister. And the son has to, like, slam the door and clear his throat three times. So his so fucking Clancy Brown will get out from his third knuckle within his wife.
3: And uh It's a lot, dude. He is He is digging for the Dragon Emperor's gold, i can fucking tell you, dude. He's getting all of them in the guts. And they live in like a little trailer. Like he's five feet away from this fat kid that he
0: <coughs> hates. Yeah, so, so much. here's the thing. If you don't want the kid the fat kid to be disobedient by pointing a remote control at you and clicking a button silently. Uh, you guys ever get punished for that? I gotta, gotta tell you. That just made me... He's
3: just waiting for an excuse to break a plate yeah, over this he's, kid's
0: head. He's going with a full Chris McDonald over uh, Frodo Baggins.
3: <laughs> hey, uh, son, can you pass me the potatoes? In a second. What? <laughs> he's just waiting <laughs> for anything.
0: No. Dogs? No. Bike? No. Furlong? No. <laughs>
3: You're talking about great room trashings. He's waiting for one fucking excuse just to tear that kitchen apart.
0: Oh, that's what he wants more than anything on God's gray earth.
3: He wants to punt that kid through the rabbit cage.
0: So, uh, anyway, he takes meat off the kid's plate and puts it onto his own, which... That has to be emasculating, right? Like, I don't have a kid, but, like, if I had to take pork chops off my son's plate and put them onto mine, I... I mean, you have to retire. You're not the dad anymore. There, this is a dad. There's family. gonna be
3: a stern after dinner discussion. Oh, <laughs> look, it's right. not like what that the kid. Fuck needed was them. all that over there, exactly.
0: <laughs> so, uh, look, this
3: isn't just us punching down on this kid because he's overweight. The whole crux of this movie, like, yeah, Ruffalo's mom is dead or whatever. But Clancy Brown fucking hates his goddamn fat ass loser kid who doesn't want to be a. Small town sheriff like him, see that's and really make something of himself.
0: That's the the weird thing about Clancy Brown is I guess he's kind of for him for the ultra masculine, manly man, dirty jobs, Mike Rose sort of thing, where he's like, oh, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps, and you use cheat codes on your video games, but like his son owns a dog and you own rabbits. I, mean, I hate to bring up a vice and men here, but you're the one who's a lot more like Lenny over here. Like, he's got a. That's a big ass dog, too. That's like a good manly dog, you know, put some, you know, pep in your step sort of dog. And he ends up shooting the dog. It's like there can be only one set of pets in this family. And uh, he was he is, looking for an excuse.
3: He is almost inside of his wife. <laughs> and the dog goes at the enclosure. Once again, like. It it zaps him. Like, the dog runs away. He's just like, nope, that's it. The one time this has happened, I'm over it. Grabs his gun, throws on some pants, and just shoots that dog as it runs away.
0: I can't get a handle on this Clancy Brown character. I mean, the dog it literally got zapped. Like, it's not going to bite the rabbits. You know, It, it got fucking electrocuted right on the snoot. And he was looking for. First of all, I think he was deep within her. I think that like he, there was like a, a deep excavation process to get him out, and then go grab his rifle, and then didn't even button his shirt. And then from a good solid hundred paces away, yeah, tell that to your dead dog boy. Pow! Peels her. Water.
2: Shooting this fucking dog's that's running away has such bare energy. <laughs> dogs, <laughs>
0: yes.
3: I believe he wasn't actually fucking his wife yet, and it wasn't until after he shot that dog under and his then wheel then he really a tough, really tough. full like he was ready to really give her the business. Because oh. has to be uh, reinstated, stepson. Oh yeah, that's this right. kid ain't his. That's not his weak seed. He has to look at. And He's like, hey, this kid's gonna turn eighteen and move her out, or I'm just gonna fucking so, ruin his life until he just leaves one day. So if he has, she's the- all mine.
0: So if he had to wait until after he shot the dog before he fucked uh, that kid's mom, do you think he had to wait until after he watched Castle of Terror before he fucked uh, Eddie Furlong's mom? <laughs> I just like the
3: idea that he just abruptly leaves, walks out, shoots the dog, Is like, alright, so we gonna go finish this? Like, <laughs> she wouldn't be mortified? <laughs> her son weeping, trying to hunt down his hurt dog. Like, yeah, so, uh, Still, like halfway there. (laughs) So, I want to finish this in the kitchen
0: (laughs) where we started it. So, I want to talk about the dog's death. So, this fat kid, who I want to just say is fucking enormous, is holding this dead dog. (laughs) And we hear this Jan King song playing over his head. I feel you fading away. (laughs) It's like the least appropriate song he could possibly play. And he picks up the dog's corpse. And carries it with his good friend, Eddie Furlong, who, you want to wake up your friend? Hey, dude, you want to help me bury my dead dog? Yeah, let's (laughs) bury it in the pet cemetery. Yeah, you know, for fun. Eddie Furlong,
3: whose mom just died in a tragic uh, fucking act of God accident. I'm real sad about my dog. Yeah, man, (laughs) loss is difficult. You're right.
0: (laughs) His mom got final destination. She really did. Death
3: had a design for her.
0: Yes. So uh he he buries the the um he buries the dog with the indians and uh wouldn't you know it comes back to life just like it does in the first movie Alex you have an assignment and uh good, it visits thanks. him again and uh knocks on the door and starts barking like shit at the wife and fat kid gets in trouble for burying his dog in an undead graveyard young man <laughs> you're grounded for a week <laughs> <laughs> I
3: told you once, I told you a thousand times, the Mi'kmaq Indians use that as a burial ground. Do not, under any circumstances, bury your dog. No PlayStation for a week, that's all I'm saying.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you have to watch uh, hockey at someone else's house. Okay, so, uh...
3: going <laughs> to go with that weird kid, and also, tell his dead mom I said, sup.
0: Now, we have to talk about just how weird Eddie Furlong is in this movie. First of all, he's dressing like he's from the Village of the Damned. And, uh, second of all, he dreams that his dead mom has a dog's head? What the fuck are we doing?
3: There's a lot of psychology with these dream sequences. Yeah, and
0: then he gets, like, thrown away. Like, this isn't the first time that we've seen uh, someone have a dog's head for a head in a Stephen King movie. Because that happened in the 1990 miniseries of It.
3: Look, even if you have no idea what the concept of therapy is, if you have that dream, you wake up and think, huh, I might talk to someone about that. It seems bad. I shouldn't be having these confusing thoughts in my sleep about my mom being hot and also having a dog head and then waking up and there being a demon dog staring at me. Yeah,
0: maybe have a conversation with your housekeeper who has, what, three lines in the movie? So It's better than the housekeeper from the first one. <laughs> He's like, oh, hello, I I'll wash your clothes. Oh, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. So, <laughs> anyway, it turns out this is actually a Halloween movie because it takes place at Halloween. And uh, they put on stupid costumes. First of all, that Dracula costume. I'm kind of on Clancy Brown's side. You really do have to bully that kid. Like,
2: come on. You gotta I, that, I've look, never seen a more bullyable kid in the fucking movie. Like
3: I don't support hitting your kid, but like you gotta you gotta fucking pie face that kid and be like, Hey Dweeb, nice cape, Dick. The only kid Why are I've you putting seen, on so much makeup?
0: The only kid I've seen that was more bullyable was the kid from Rob Zombie's Halloween. Who, I'll take your word for it. Head. Oh, well, that's in your future. Anyway. You disagree. Uh, <laughs> so the, the, you're going to run out of immunity idols and bumper nuts. So uh, they're like, oh, we're not going to go trick-or-treating because we're, we're grown-up boys. We're 12 years old now. We're too cool for that. We're going to go down to the Pet cemetery." And uh, so they go down to the Pet cemetery, and wouldn't you know, the Greasers have rigged up uh a sort of an effigy of the of this kid's dead mom toss it at him, traumatize his already fragile psyche, and he still wants to join their midnight society and tell ghost stories around the fire.
3: <laughs> it's like the South Park episode with corn where they just <laughs> use Kyle's dead grandma to scare off the boys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm gonna be honest, anyone ever does that to me, I, I'm flipping the safety on my rifle.
3: Well, guys, you got me. It was a good one. So tonight's
1: Terror Tale. <laughs> All
0: right, man. I call this story <laughs> the Micmac <Big> Mac Indians. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I was a lonely kid. I wanted friends, too. But you got to draw a line in the sand for yourself. Yeah, like, on
0: the one hand, it's like, friends... Or video games. Go to the video games. Video games don't fucking do this to you. (laughs) (laughs) Video games won't hoist
3: up a fake corpse and throw it at you like you're in a fucking dime store haunted house.
0: What's the worst thing that a video game can do to you? Compel you to drive a friend with a fake prosthetic penis to the hospital? Come on. I mean,
2: when you die in the game, you die for real, Chris. Okay, that's fair, too. That is true. Yeah.
0: Uh... So now Clancy Brown goes up. is like, ah, oh, time to have sex with my wife, and goes up to her. was like, I'd like to engage in coitus with you. And she's like, Okay, that's cool. Don't wake our sleeping son, who's definitely in his room and hasn't stuck out. <sighs> Let me check his room. He's not
3: there, <laughs> honey. He is just wanting to get a rage boner. Yeah,
0: that's that's the only way he gets off. He is waiting for that a history of violence stare sex scene. You know, he's just trying to do that. Uh, never actually. Never It'd be the
3: equivalent if I just opened up my fridge and went. I better not find any f- fucking beer in here and then opening <laughs> it and getting mad. For reason.
1: <laughs> he's just
3: ready, <laughs> Lord God. Oh man, I'd love to bony, but let me just open this door and make sure my f- fucking fat kid is in here. Because if he's not, I'm gonna fucking kill him. Oh look at that! The pillow under the blanket. Where's my gun? So
0: here's the weirdest thing here. Uh. If you notice that, obviously, uh, Park, you pointed out he's a sheriff, and uh, he he doesn't refer to his household rules as rules. He calls them the law. Now I'm having flashbacks to Judge Dread over here.
3: Oh <laughs> my <Thank> god, dude!
0: <laughs> uh, let's you lock see. him
3: in a building, see what the fuck happens. He's fighting his way out.
0: <laughs> that's uh. Let's see. That's code X7J9. Resurrecting your dead dog. Twenty years. <laughs>
3: the sentence is truly death
0: (laughs) (laughs) who would he rather have as a son this fat kid or Rob Schneider
3: oh my god just stepping on his fat kid's head and telling him the crime is life (laughs) and shooting him in the head
0: he takes his kid to the desert and throws him out there in banishment he's a worse father than the guy from the accountant (laughs) (laughs) let's be real that kid could not survive on the mean streets of Jakarta so, uh, <laughs> Clancy Brown goes to the pet cemetery and, uh, he chases away all the kids and they're like, wait a, wait a, throw this one up, you boner. And the fact is like, what did you call me? And then his dad fucking like puts his
2: knee on his head.
0: Dude, no, and, you're missing
2: uh, my favorite part of the scene, which is the fucking greasers pulling him down by his cape. So his dad catches him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. That's the, they hip check him or something. And I guess they <laughs> cape him. Uh, they no, they gift wrap him like in uh, drop zone. And uh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> God. What is this show done on my brain? Anyway, uh, so the dad catches it and says, "There can be only one," <laughs> and is about to, I think, kill his son. And uh, he is
3: ready to end his life and blame it on the bullies. Like
0: he pulls out a serrated blade, he pulls out a steak knife. And it's about to jab it into his son's throat, and once you know it, Zowie comes. What, oh God. what kind of for...
2: name for a dog is Zowie? Cut for Chekhov's dog. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Honey, I uh,
3: tried to save him, But they'd already chopped and screwed the poor boy I guess
0: it's just
2: you and me now
0: Speaking of screwed And chopped <laughs> uh, Anyway, the dog The dog fucking rips his larynx out And uh, they're like Oh, geez, I didn't mean to kill my dad My mom's gonna get me in so much trouble I'll be grounded for another week uh, I
3: love the, like, the short elevator pitch is like when you bury a dead thing in the pet cemetery it turns into like this fucked up monster thing. So we just buried an actual monster out there. We'll <laughs> see what happens, I
0: guess. So Clancy Brown comes back Ooh, from boy. the dead. And now, Alex, you brought up the basic ingredients you need for a Stephen King horror story. You need a small town and you need creasers. If you don't have those, you're not really a Stephen King thing. Usually what he will have is rednecks and or religious people. I don't really feel like either one applies to Clancy Brown and yet the bullies, not just the fact that they're greasers, but the bullies and the fact that the father is a bully, it feels so very Stephen King because Stephen King has been fundamentally incapable in all his, what, 90 years on Earth of applying any sort of humanity to bullies. Like, if you're a bully in a Stephen King story, you are the most evil thing that has ever stepped foot on the face of the, on the face of the Earth yes chris i agree okay so moving (laughs) on i was trying to think of a joke (laughs) but uh
3: yeah literally that man is just working through god like he's old as dirt like it's been seven decades man get the fuck over we all listen to my voice we all got bullied i'm sitting here talking about pet cemetery too i got bullied too move on steven so you made enough money for 300 lifetimes Sorry, the guy with the fucking switchblade comb pushed you into a locker once at the sock hop.
0: Dick. So (laughs) now, to be fair, we finally get zombie Clancy Brown, and this was worth waiting for. uh, Worth waiting for? We're like 25 minutes into the movie. Yeah, that was a long 25 minutes.
3: Sauntering into frame with his open neck wound.
0: (laughs) Just bleeding all over. Where's dinner?
3: You're like, oh, it's about to turn real south. Yeah,
0: and then, uh, boy, talk about turning south. Um rape scene
3: yeah thanks again i thought uh when this movie had a female writer director be like well oh, i don't have to worry about that at least yeah
0: well cool. turns out they thought well you know this movie is all about teenage boys and how stupid <laughs> they are so
3: how do we get across the point that this guy might be a bad dad i don't understand it until right. just i'm just, right I'm just this glad moment.
0: that there wasn't like some sort of like she gives birth to like a zombie baby clancy brown thing that's uh, a missed opportunity that's, yeah, yeah.
3: That's, it just has Clancy Brown's head photoshopped off. that's just
2: material for the uh, the third entry in a horror series oh, technically the fourth so uh, yeah zombie
0: Clancy Brown comes back and then he's still there and he's at the dinner table and uh, undead Clancy Brown just laughing until mashed potatoes fall out of his mouth that's a vision that's gonna stick with me was
2: this before or after like, the weird fucking scene where the kid's like, yeah, we had dinner together. It was like we were a real family. It's like, wait, wait hmm? Uh, I don't even remember that
0: scene because the, we did skip over a scene that I... So the dad of Paul... No, sorry. The, the dad of Eddie Furlong goes to visit... I guess it's just shitty Paul Giamatti.
3: That's exactly what I wrote down.
0: <laughs> he looks like
3: Paul Giamatti's shitty younger brother, Steve. <laughs> Steve. He just, every time we see him, he's just putting down dogs and be like, I don't know, Sonny, you got to make more friends. Dad, you understand, this dude's a fucking... No, you just got to get out there, you know? We're all trying to fix our lives. If you'll excuse me, I have to go break this cat's neck and throw it in the river. This
0: Paul Giamatti character is sitting in his fucking Dexter the Veterinarian's office and saying, you got to not bury any more animals in the pet cemetery. And then he throws a an apple at a crow... And, the, and Eddie Ferling's dad is like, okay, I'm just going to leave that." And then he does two quick zooms on, like, a stuffed cat and a stuffed dog doing the Gene Simmons face. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept thinking to myself, what the fuck was the point of that? He was going,
3: Like, Welcome to my uh, veterinarian's office. You might recognize it. It used to be the Haunted Wax Museum, but, you know, we're rebranding in here.
2: It, like, I just assumed that, that was, like, A guy from the first movie Is it not? No No he's I don't Oh so that's literally Just some random dude Who's doing that In a scene Yeah look at this Wacky
0: guy (laughs) So uh Yeah The first movie Had
3: like three people And they all had Horrible deaths There was only
0: There was literally (laughs) Only one survivor From the first movie And that was like The little girl I and mean, she's
3: oh who knows yeah, who we, the fuck she apparently is.
0: Apparently the movie was her grandparents. Yeah, apparently more funeral fights. Yeah, apparently the movie was originally supposed to be about her. Uh, but then the director said, Hey, we gotta make up a movie about how stupid fucking
3: <laughs> Hey, you're a lady. Tell us how a lady would... Nah let's talk about how boys and their throbbing teenage dicks. <laughs> uh no. <laughs>
0: so uh let's yeah, you know what, let's not talk about boys and their. that's that's gross. Let's talk about dads and their dicks. So Dad's Saturday at the Pet Cemetery yeah. Sat- is for dad. Saturdays are made for dad's wet dreams. He imagines his dead wife and her big fucking titties and she has a dog's head. And whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> I I
2: I can't stress enough. The thing that this makes me think of the most is you know that gif that where they took the the fucking kids like you know speaking in tongues and praying in Jesus camp, and then it cuts to the preacher lady, and it's just wrapped her Jesus's head. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what this scene looks like. <laughs>
0: It's so, like, he's, he's like, about to, like, you know, give her a double titty twister, and then, oh, no! That's a fucking Labradoodle's head is about to bite my face off. It's so fucking stupid. This is now two dreams we've had where the dead wife has a dog's head. This movie is trying to tell me something, and I don't understand it. It's a little too cerebral for you me. You
3: can't have that dog's head and also her big fake tits in the same frame. It's, my brain doesn't know what uh, to do. Disagree, don't, don't actually. Know that they were
0: fake. Did I get dog-pilled. <laughs> so, uh... Anyway, that, that fucking uh, bully comes back. That greaser comes back while they're, like, riding their bikes on the main highway. You know it's the main <laughs> highway because there are no cars. And, uh, He's
2: just got a fucking
0: motorcycle Yeah, the greaser... chases
2: down Eddie Furlong on the highway.
0: This, this 13-year-old has a fucking Harley... And he's like, hey, Eddie Furlong, I loved you in T2. And he grabs the kids' handlebars and throws them into a ravine. And he's like, hey, check this out. I'm going to use the spokes on my uh, on my back wheel, of my bicycle, to like cut off your nose. And uh, I, I think that's actually fucking fucked up. But uh, yeah, that's another Stephen King villain for you, as I mentioned earlier. And then zombie Clancy Brown comes back to save the day. I'm so happy that we get an undead Mr. Krabs as a hero of this movie. And that... Oh. Oh,
2: he's not the hero.
3: of see. Oh, he gets caught in the dirt biking. Oh, I are, see. He turned his face into hamburger. Are we uh, <laughs>
2: Like, is the no, subtext that he is Clancy Brown's son? Like, I can't no, figure it out. Or is it just, like, characters acting randomly?
0: I think it's characters acting... Ra- Actually, they're... Well, I don't know about random, but... So, basically, to explain the scene for anyone who hasn't watched the movie... God, why would you... Uh, this bully this greaser whose name escapes me is trying to like pedal the the back wheel of his bike really really fast and then if the spokes are really fast it'll like you know you like you stick your fingers in there it'll really hurt what if you stick someone's nose in there all that cartilage maybe a little hurt Eddie Furlong it's kind of oddly specific but whatever anyway zombie Clancy Brown yes that's a real thing comes into the scene and saves Eddie Furlong who's able to pedal away home and he uses the back wheel of the kid's motorcycle to like Fuck up this kid's face, and the kid protests, "Hey, wait, no, it was just a joke. I was just fucking with him," and he's screaming as this motorcycle gets near, near to his face, and uh, Zombie Clancy Brown looks dead into the screen, into the camera, and screams, "I'm just fucking with you," <laughs> which is a scene that will stick with me for a very, very long time. And then the kid gets away, right? Oh, uh, well, about that—that that kid's face. He doesn't have a face. I don't even think he has a head anymore. He looks worse than the guy from uh, American Werewolf in London.
2: Kid's got no face. His nickname is No Face.
0: <laughs> anyway, so uh, here's where the thing actually gets kind of interesting. Like, this is an idea. He puts that kid into a police body bag and is mumbling to himself like he's Gary Busey put you in the Pet cemetery, or revive you or undead and I'm like oh oh that's interesting it's like a self-sustaining thing where they can like bring him back from the dead that's like the dead people will make more undead people that's actually kind of an interesting idea they do it once Christ. and then that's
3: it hey man movie's gotta be 90 minutes let's go we gotta get we gotta cut back to the house where Eddie Furlong just looks like a creepy Damien kid
0: now oh, those yeah, pages must yeah, have gotten thrown just, out they're just on the village of the damn thing and they're just like yeah
3: how do you get from being a weirdo to like this little haunted nightmare kid uh, you know, scenes get cut. So let's Don't see. worry he's about it. He's
0: incapable of facial acting and he's incapable of delivering a line without his voice cracking. Tell you what, let's just uh, put a whole bunch of makeup on him. That'll make him look scary, right? Mom! <laughs>
3: cut. Perfect. <laughs> You're doing great, kid.
0: So uh, we track Fat Kid home to his fat house with his fat dad. Oh, well. Jeez. And his dad. De- <laughs> I have to call him something. Anyway, uh, he's about to get all his hockey gear out, and his
3: dad—like, <laughs> I don't want to make fun of, but when you name your dog Zowie, you're asking to get bullied. Yeah,
0: see, that's that's what it is. Uh, dad hurt Zowie. She's like, you know what?
3: He's gonna bury you too, kid. So, you fucking wait. So
0: anyway, his dad shows up looking like Vincent D'Onofrio in Men in Black. <laughs> it does. <laughs> And the son's got a rifle, points it right to his chest, pulls a trick, click, nothing. And he's like, looking for these. He has, like, the the two shells in in between his fingers. the kid tries to escape from the house from within and can't open the door. He's like, looking for this? And he's got the key. So now he's just doing Jim Carrey. I don't know what's going on here. And, uh, does he kill his own son? Does he, does he kill his son? (laughs) I don't remember. Buddy. Can you help me out here? Uh...
3: Hang on, I lagged for one hot second. Repeat like the last Does sentence. Does he
0: kill his son?
2: Uh, do you mean in the ensuing chase? Yes, in the ensuing chase. I don't think he can be depleted oh, yes. for the actions of that potato truck driver. <laughs> Let's talk Those about Russets the potato Those Russets acted, truck acted truck.
3: of their own accord. Please talk about the potato Yes, his truck. wife and son are dead via
2: potatoes. Where's the second shooter on top of the potato pile?
0: Uh, this movie was banned in Latvia. <laughs>
2: You took a habit
0: What an asshole. Yeah. He said Lithuania when we said it off mic. Not going to cut this. So,
3: uh... <laughs> <laughs> Stand by it. I like... Oh, now I remember. We Now the I remember
0: Fat Kid and his mom are driving in the car, right? And they're driving away really fast. And this is one of the funniest things I've ever seen, specifically because of this show. Fucking, uh... Clancy Brown pulls up alongside them and does, like, the, the pointing down finger at the window... And I just yell oh my god, Clancy Brown is unhinged.
3: <laughs> Forgot to give me a little love tap, huh? <laughs>
0: it's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. So uh, You're just like,
3: wow, how are they getting out of this jam? And then a giant truck carrying only potatoes runs them over. The close-up of a, just a mountain of potatoes and a bloody arm sticking out of it. <laughs> He, that was someone's entire afternoon setting up that shot. Thank you for me. That's why me. movies are magic to me. Yes.
0: So uh, after that, um, he uh, what does he do? Oh yeah, Eddie Furlong sitting at home, just looking like a fucking one of the goth kids, but in a full suit and tie, saying "Darkness, release my pain." And then he realizes, oh, if there's a pet cemetery, you can bring back Clancy Brown from the dead. Then, theory goes, I can uh, revive my dead. I can revive my dead mom. Now. In the previous movie, and Alice, you, you probably were able to pick up on this, watching this movie, if you bring a person back from the dead, they're going to have the same exact wounds that they had when they were killed. For example, neck wound for Clancy Brown, uh, I guess goiter wound for Zowie. And uh, in the original movie, like, if your face is fucked up, your face will be fucked up. And that happens with, like, the the boy later on. He's, he's got a fucked up face when he comes back from the dead. Apparently... When that mom got electrocuted, it did no physical damage to her body. She just looks the same when she comes back from the dead.
3: God, look, mom, you're just as fuckable as ever. This is perfect. <laughs>
0: like all I can think about is uh, the... and that all I can think about is uh, the original <laughs> Batman where uh, fucking uh, what's his name? Not Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson electrocutes a guy <laughs> with that uh, joy buzzer, that little hand thing. That guy is like a fucking burnt hot dog by the end of it. <laughs> He's really, is this before or after he, he, he does the thing with
2: the it. two boats?
0: We'll get to that. Anyway, so... Uh,
2: oh, Before <laughs> so, we continue, I just have one oh, quick thought. No, Eddie Furlong, Prince of the Netherworld. Continue. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway...
2: Sometimes you have gotta get it out. I understand. Make that
0: the cold open. Anyway, so the mob <laughs> is physically untouched. She's just Okay and uh, she kills the caretaker who was trying on her dress you know how women hate it when other women do that movies is... they do in fact be shopping yeah.
3: just get riled up on hormones thinking about your dead mom's dress and someone else having the nerve to wear yeah it.
0: how dare they so he brings her back from the dead and then uh, when his bully comes back from the dead he realizes you know what bringing people back from the dead sometimes that's not as much fun as it's cracked up to be and his mom reminds him you know sometimes dead is better which is weird. Hey, you guys out there, remember that from the first movie? Can I get a hell yeah? All right, back to the movie. Which, uh... <laughs> Parker, when you text me off mic, sometimes average is better. <laughs> One of my favorite things I've ever heard. Well, that's
2: really unfortunate for me, because, you know, I thought this was average for all this time, but... <laughs> As it
0: turns out,
3: I thought my dead dog was just your average-sized dead dog,
0: <laughs> but it turns out. Well, I thought my I thought my hormones were normal, but this whole time they were raging teenage hormones. <laughs> Man, are we gonna do a special good.
2: bonus episode where we watch Clifford the Big Red Dog and just do this the whole time?
0: Yes. Anyway, yes. Uh, so again, like the mom saying, "Sometimes dead is better." Why would you make that argument? Like you're back from the dead, and clearly you're happy about it because now you get to terrorize the populace. You still love your son. Anyway, the we haven't talked about this dude shack yet because Clancy Brown has this hell shack, and it's got this dead dog's entrails all over the place, and these and these fucking rabbits hanging from strings from the ceiling. Which again, all it reminds me of is the "Daddy, would you like some sausage?" scene from Freddy Got Fingered. It's
3: the fucking Texas chainsaw house, but for rabbits. Yeah, it's horrifying.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, Eddie Furlong's dad comes in there and says an immortal line. What's going on here? Which I guess is just what the inspiration they used for uh, the room.
3: <laughs> if you walk into a room that looks like that, the first words out of your mouth shouldn't be, What tarnation?
0: Hey man, you it's good? Going on what's, here? Uh, what's the word? <laughs> what do you know, Joe?
3: <laughs> Alright son, vibe check. What's going on in
0: here? Clancy Brown, are you okay? Is Is there anything you would like to discuss?
3: Do you want to tell me about fucking my dead wife again? That was pretty fun last Remember time we when had you that said talk. Said
0: that to my face, right after I. Time you showed
3: up to my office, just talked about fucking her on prom night,
0: numerous times. Oh, you'd be surprised what the human body can accomplish. But uh, your dad's in charge of dog bodies. I'm gonna call the police. <laughs>
3: so as I was saying, <laughs> you hate to see. Nine
0: it. Roper, son. So, anyway, this, uh...
3: <laughs> Hands-free ejac. You ever heard of it, city boy? I didn't think so.
0: Film is a oh, visual medium, Eddie. So, uh... <laughs> I, I can't stop thinking about the, well, also the ending. Let's just get to the ending here, because this fucking house is burning down, and his mom's like, I'm melting! Which is a throwback to another movie that I'm familiar with.
2: with the amazing. I do I love movies, too. too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of my favorite defensive tackles movie, in Chicago Bears history. This
3: movie has a lot of powerful kablam energy, if being <laughs> honest.
0: So, at the end of the movie, Parker, I think we've learned one thing. Somehow a better movie than the original. <laughs> uh, right?
3: <laughs> I like, did This expect movie that. sucks ass, but also, I've seen it multiple times, because it's just...
0: Somehow... How do you describe it? <laughs> somehow this movie has... Uh, somehow the funeral scene in the original movie is funnier. Uh, if you can believe that. <laughs> uh, distinct Lack like a grease. I don't so. understand
3: <laughs> anything that happens in the ending. A bunch of zombies show up and they burn the house down. And then it just cuts to them outside like... Well, that was crazy. I guess we should probably move out of here,
1: huh?
0: And they just drive off. How does this movie have worse special effects than maximum overdrive? <laughs>
3: Well, we have an auteur like Stephen King behind the camera.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, overall, ten out of ten. I'll uh, we'll be watching again next week. So let's get into the game of games. Three thirty in the fucking.
2: Oh yeah, that's a thing we do. Ha ha. <laughs> what if we buried the Detroit Lions in the pet cemetery? <laughs> what if we buried those Then They could dice come back and lose sem- twice every week.
0: <laughs> Bury those dice in the pet cemetery. When they come back as 21-sided. <laughs>
2: so quick check of the records this week oh wait no we have dragon balls to assign looks like my falcons my bills and who's red uh chris's texans so uh i have eight chris has six parker you have 16 dragon balls would you like to use any of them this week no, but I have a wager
3: for my good friend, Chris. What?
2: Okay, what is this?
3: I would like to use my Millennium Puzzle and challenge you to a shadow game, my good what? friend. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: didn't know I have a that. gambit
3: to throw your way. Okay, let's, what is this? So I will give you a choice between three movies and one miniseries, let's say. <laughs> if you agree to watch one or the other, you can have ten of my Dragon Balls. Oh, the movies you will choose from a list, or it'll be a mini series of my choosing. For ten, do you dare step and play the Pharaoh's game?
0: Yes, I will play the game.
2: All right, let me just adjust these numbers real quick. Sixteen for Chris and six for Parker. All right.
0: I okay.
3: So you can either watch. I have three movies here. Mm-hmm. You can watch. Free Guy when that comes out oh man the Ryan Reynolds Holy in a video shit. game movie
0: Cruella <laughs> the Punk Rock prequel oh, shit I'm like shaking in my chair
3: <laughs> and Dr. Seuss's The Grinch musical no
0: that okay what's the miniseries
3: or you can watch the four-hour <laughs> 4 hour Snyder Cut 4 hour Snyder Cut obviously Cu- you don't have to decide now cause literally one of those things is currently out so you don't have to make this decision now, but there is no wishing this away. Once you agree to these terms, you will watch them. There is no getting you know, rid of them. That's a
0: fair. You know, I, I, I,
3: there is no dragon strong enough to undo you, either you of your choices. You
0: say that, but uh, I actually think you're wrong because I bet that some of those movies are never going to come out.
3: Look, I had more on the list. I was okay, like, "Pocus, Pocus two isn't going to come out for like four years." What do Like we do? Cruella,
0: I mean, we're going to die before that comes. Out. Lightyear,
3: if it had not said 2022, would have been on this list.
0: I will do the... F-
3: Chippendale Rescue Rangers, a hybrid live-action animated film. I've, I'm going
2: with the... Was also one under- <laughs> I'll go with
0: the... F- I'm going to go with the four-hour Snyder Cut. That's...
2: At least somebody's uh- going to watch it, and that somebody's not me.
0: Yeah, at least I'll report back
3: to it. Good news, I don't have to hold on to my Dragon Balls <laughs> I was definitely holding seven just to assign you the Snyder Cut. <laughs> Alright then, well then let's get to the game. Right. Yeah, let's have I look forward to our discussion well, there's, there's about there's it when it comes more.
2: out, friend. So this week's records, um Parker's teams have managed to go five and five. My team's coming in it. with a whopping eight and two. What I will not take And it, it looks like Chris's teams went three and seven. Wow, that's awkward. Jinkies. <laughs> I will be assigning Chris a movie. Now, before I assign this movie I am declaring the use of my doubler that I have held on to all season.
0: I forgot you had a doubler. I thought I had the doubler. I've also
3: been holding on because I forgot what it did. I was like, eh, someone. Will and use I will this be first.
2: assigning Chris the Squeakwell and the Road Chip, the second and fourth Alvin and the Chipmunks movies, which I'm sure he will just watch those two. <laughs> oh God,
3: there's so much psychology today. You guys. So much gamesmanship.
0: Holy shit. <laughs> squeak a Road Chip, <laughs> The Road Chip.
2: I didn't even know what the fourth one was fourth? called. <laughs> I had to look it I up. I think the third
0: one is what? Shipwrecked? Shipwrecked is the third one. Yeah, well. The worst part about those titles
3: is the first time you see it, you just respond by going, heh, that's funny. <laughs> and then you try and purge them out of your mind. Shipwrecked is a cute-ass name. Yeah. Unfortunately, I will not be watching it. Yet. Correct. I don't remember which one you assigned. You, to see, me. you got you got the original.
0: I know you got the original. Oh,
3: dude, we can we can collab. I'll tell you what happened. I'm not gonna watch the. F-
0: oh yeah, I am.
2: They're little sneakers. Yeah, you're not gonna watch the first one. We believe you, dude. Yeah. What about the continuity?
0: I you know I can piece it together. I watched the cartoon growing up. Just shocks and surprise.
2: How are you gonna? Do you like cartoons? How are you gonna figure out how uh, Justin Long, Jesse McCartney, and the guy from Criminal Minds got in their predicament? I'm still
0: trying to figure out which one of the which one of the chipmunks is getting the best top.
2: <laughs> Damn it.
0: I love getting monk filled
2: <laughs> Guess we should uh check in on how our community teams did this week.
0: Wait, 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 shouldn't we do the mining
2: rigs? Oh yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. Because
0: Shit. because uh, you have one, Alex. You have Hunter Biden's laptop, and Parker has a Bitcoin mining rig, and I have a waterlogged Bitcoin mining <laughs>
2: all rig. All right, all right. So I'm gonna roll for the waterlogged mining rig first. All right, nothing happened. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'd like to use my drowned weed rat
0: <laughs> and do what with it. Wouldn't we all do? <laughs> I'd like to
2: bury it in the pet cemetery. <laughs> if you manage to find the pet cemetery, I will allow you to bury it. Unfortunately, it. you do not okay. know the location. Wait of a it. second! I need a, I need a compass. <laughs> you come across an ancient cemetery. <laughs> it's spelled wrong, right? <laughs> all right, uh, Parker. Odds or evens? Evens. That's a five. Chris, would you like to assign Every. Parker the movie? <laughs> Yes, I would. Okay.
0: Parker, I want to assign you the Smurfs.
2: <clears throat> How if I not already made him watch that? Yeah.
0: Honestly. Yeah.
2: Don't worry, there's more than one. Yeah.
0: I want you to watch the, the original one or whatever it is. The one that came out or the The guy from How I Met Your Mother, isn't it? So Great Yeah. And Katy Perry, she plays Girl Smurf. Oh, Remember
3: her? That hurt.
0: Yeah, she was a
2: she was a thing for a while. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right, I will also take evens. Thank you, Hunter Biden. That's a (laughs) twelve. God bless. Damn. All right, now let's move on to our community teams. Anybody want to tell me how the Lions did this week? They won well I sure hope Chris isn't lying to me let me just go ahead and check this out oh, went... oh. oh, oh. that's
0: unfortunate oh, geez.
2: <laughs> sure hope th- damn <laughs> is there a punishment for lying to sure, <laughs> sure hope I'm Chris doesn't have to go to liar's hell for that no come on oh no oh buddy! <laughs> oh no, no 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 good doodle weird that just says Kevin James ah oh, come on
0: <laughs> damn it Okay, I'm calling dibs on a zoo movie.
2: <laughs> I'm ready to have a zookeeper conversation. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> so much for watching anything I wanted to watch this
2: week. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you don't have to watch the Snyder Cut yet. You got time to
3: get your affairs That's in order. Right. Dude, Batman says the F word. That's pretty it's cool. It's four hours too. It might be in black and yeah, white. I can't believe
2: I, I can't p- believe they made Ben Affleck come back just to say Fredo. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna see it in theaters too with a noose around my neck. Oh hell yeah, dude!
3: She imagining getting COVID because you wanted to see a four hour Zack Snyder movie. Oh you they you're gonna, there gonna do a like movie, movie party.
0: <laughs> 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 we all say fuck when he does. <laughs> Alright. Why is that like
3: a selling point cave okay, Batman says a swear? <laughs> cool. These are still for children. He's dude. badass. Sorry you're Batman's working cool. through whatever this is.
2: Alright. Who knows how
0: the Dolphins did this week? Oh, Dolphins lost. They lost to the uh,
2: Kansas City Chiefs. I paid attention. You've been rewarded for your honesty. <laughs> I will put down one of With these what? four dice. I, ch- okay, I choose a one. Gryffindor guy. All right, so we have been transported to medieval times. Was there a pet cemetery in medieval times? <laughs> they don't have pets yet. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't invented pets. White women have not realized the joys of canine dick yet.
3: Is that what started pets? Just white man getting fucked by dogs and being like, Honey, we should keep a dog around the house, and, you know, protect the yeah, kids. Definitely, dude.
2: Well, you're out. Trust me, I learned all about how, uh, you know, wolves domesticated themselves from Neil deGrasse Tyson. And that part was definitely part of it. For sure. <laughs> Alright, anyway. So we've been sent to Medieval Times. I don't feel like doing the voice. I'm really fucking tired. <laughs> we, uh, we encounter ye old medieval village. Now, uh, I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of creative license here, because there are plenty of directions you could go. So you guys tell me one thing that each of you wants to do in this medieval village. Ooh. I should like
0: to join a merry band and dance with them and eat turkey legs and
2: entertain the fools. Perfect, you're gonna join Monty Python's merry band and watch one of his movies. <laughs>
3: This feels like a trick. I would like to go see who's in the stocks currently and throw tomatoes at them.
2: <laughs> Alright, let's see <laughs> who we can find in the stocks. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, you might get the last laugh on me. <sighs> Are there British people in Albany?
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Results in conclusion. <laughs>
2: I was gonna make you throw tomatoes at a clown there's no funny clown movies however there is a clown <laughs> <laughs> which is what i clicked on to find the list of clown movies all right all right <laughs> <Clown-opedia>. <laughs> i know right all right These are both options. Let me see what we get here. Damn it. All right. You get to the stockades, and you see a burly, brusque man with a Boston accent and his teddy bear. (laughs) God damn it! (laughs) You throw tomatoes at him, but unfortunately, the teddy bear's impeccable wit just breaks down your defenses, and you decide to spend... 90 to 120 minutes with this bear and this strange man was definitely never never harmed a minority
3: <laughs> he was actually put in stockades for his act of cowardice for not being on the plane on 9-11 because <laughs> he could have stopped this whole thing it's
2: true that's what they say and uh People are talking, and since I am also with you guys in evil times, I am going to search for a way home and discover that fucking movie where Paul Walker gets sent back in time.
0: <laughs> oh, I was thinking of was it a kid in King Arthur's court? That movie sucks.
2: Yeah, yeah, there was, there was, there was. This was gave himself there, a Paul Walker there was movie. A chance that uh, one of you guys would have had to watch the kid who would be king. So, uh dodge that bullet also awesome. might have yep. been <laughs> sure did might have been that, uh, that 2018 Robin Hood movie somewhere hiding around but um uh, oh maybe, you can't we'll do that I've already time. seen that one I already saw that one. Really that one that one sucked it's really not good dude Anyway that's gonna do it for the game of games this week
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait 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 before we stop I have three magic coupons to assign someone a movie you sure do I would like to use one of them okay? I would like to assign Alex Suicide Squad. Uh, immunity idol.
2: Oops. Uh, well, how many immunity idols you have left now? Uh, not gonna answer that.
0: Damn it! All
3: right. There's multiple movies in the DC universe you might want to watch. I I
0: I'll suicide suicide watch the ones the that
2: episode. aren't Suicide Squad, then that's fine. <laughs> All
3: right, the Suicide Squad directors. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there was oh, there God. was like there was like a it's an not within your suicide. power, motherfucker. There's a Suicide Squad animated movie too. But I'm not gonna sign it to you. Well, now I have two magic coupons. Ah, ah, ah.
1: Oh no!
3: And that's the tea, sis.